let's go to the NFL before we jump right back to the NBA. Because, Zach, I know you want to talk about this. I damn sure want to talk about this. I'm the one that came to you with this topic. Is Kyler Murray the reason why the Cardinals still haven't found a coach? And the reason why the question is worded like that, the backstory here is that Terry Bradshaw came out with a report saying that Sean Payton did not want to work with Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. So once again, as you see at the bottom of the screen, is Kyler Murray the reason why the Cardinals still haven't found a coach? And Zach, the mic is yours. Yeah, well, so this is really interesting to me, right? And when it comes to Terry Bradshaw's comments, I don't know for certain, like, if Kyler Murray is the reason why the Cardinals still haven't found a coach. But in this whole situation, I've been very curious since the Cardinals made it clear, like, okay, they're going to be moving on from Cliff Kingsbury. They're going to be looking for a new head coach. I was wondering, like, who would be the guy willing to come to Arizona? Because right now, Lil, like, I don't think there are many franchises in the NFL in a worse spot right now than the Arizona Cardinals. And when it comes to Kyler Murray, look, there are certain moments we point to in terms of like a turning point on a take or an opinion we have. And I reference this a lot, but I remember shortly after that Cardinals Rams playoff game last year on Monday Night Football, when the Cardinals just got embarrassed, I said it on the show. I still believe it. It's the worst performance in a single game I've ever seen by a quarterback in a, in a postseason game. And that was Kyler Murray during that game. If you remember, he refused to finish the game. Like there were still five minutes left. The Cardinals were getting blown out. And he told Colt McCoy, like, screw it. I'm done. You, you go in the game. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. And shortly after that game, there was a report by Chris Mortensen that said the Cardinals and many people inside their organization view Kyler Murray as a self-centered, immature finger pointer. And keep in mind, this was after it became clear, like, okay, this guy's having some trouble staying healthy for the course of a full season. And then we see this year, every time the camera's on him, he's screaming at Cliff Kingsbury, cursing him out on the sidelines. And then we hear also that uh, the video game contract clause. I mean, the Cardinals were negotiating this contract with Kyler Murray, and they felt the need to put in a clause so they made sure that they could guarantee he watches a certain number of hours of film, like stuff with franchise quarterbacks that should not be coming up. And then the icing on the cake was the contract. Like the Cardinals had a pretty, I don't even want to say a pretty good season. Like they had a solid season two years ago. They made the playoffs as a wild card team. They won double digit games, but that was the ultimate outlier. And they overreacted. They extended everyone. They extended Kyler Murray. They extended Cliff Kingsbury. And they extended Steve Kime. And one thing I know when it comes to the quarterback position, I'm not a guy about I'm not a guy about taking risks. I'm not a guy about paying someone a lot of money unless you feel very confident that he could be your franchise quarterback of the future. And when it comes to Kyler Murray, like when you ask me, Zach, who are some of the worst contracts in the NFL right now? Kyler Murray's deal is definitely one that comes straight to mind for me because the Cardinals are committed to this guy for another four years when he's making elite quarterback money, when quite frankly, he hasn't really proven anything. He still hasn't won a playoff game. He still hasn't proven he could get healthy through a full season. And more importantly, he hasn't proven that he could go through a full season with everyone liking him and his teammates being all aboard. We remember the Patrick Peterson comments uh, over the season saying that Kyler Murray doesn't care about anyone but himself. We also remember uh, the fact that two off seasons ago when the Cardinals actually had a pretty solid year two of the Cliff Kingsbury era, even though it ended in sour note, they decided to bring in J.J. Watt. They overpaid for him. They decided to bring in A.J. Green. They overpaid for him. Guys that are clearly out of their prime that they thought they had to bring him in because the team was clearly lacking leadership. 
And one other crazy stat I'll run by you, Will. So the Eagles and the Chiefs, they're obviously playing in the Super Bowl uh, this weekend in Arizona in the Cardinal Stadium. We're very excited about that game. But check this out. Whoever wins the game, right, the Chiefs or the Eagles, will have more wins in the Cardinals' home stadium this season than the Cardinals. The Chiefs and the Eagles both went into Arizona and won. So that's one win for each. The winner of the Super Bowl will earn win number two in Arizona. And the Cardinals won one home game the whole year. So when I'm looking at this Cardinals job, I know you uh, brought this up to me as well. Like, oh, you thought um, there was a chance Sean Payton might take the Cardinals job. And this is also kind of what I mentioned about the Broncos and that job not being as bad as everyone made it out to be. Because even though Russell Wilson's contract is terrible also, the fact is he's won a Super Bowl before. He's been an established player in this league for a really long time. The Broncos have an ownership group that will pay you a lot of money. The Broncos have a really good defense. And when I look at the Cardinals, they're the opposite. They have a quarterback that, yeah, he's overpaid, but he hasn't proven anything. They also have a cheap ownership group. I never thought there was a realistic chance that Sean Payton was going to take the Cardinal job. And I think Kyler Murray is a big part of it. Not the only part, but a pretty large part of it. And I think when you're Kyler, like you really have to look at the situation and be like, wow, I know I've had a lot of success. Things have came really easy to me, but nothing is easy in the NFL. You need to work your ass off. You need to take everything seriously. And more importantly, you have to focus on getting your teammates to like you because that's a big, big part of being successful at the quarterback position. And that's something I can't say about Kyler Murray, everything we've seen from him in his uh, four years in the NFL so far. So I think if you're Kyler, you're going to be injured to start the season. You're going to be taking some time off. You really have to reflect and say, okay, what do I have to do better as a quarterback to have success in the league? But at the same time, it's hard for a guy that we know has a pretty big ego. Like he got paid, you know, that seemed to be his number one goal, getting that big contract, not winning. He was talking the whole off season about how important that contract was. And he made it a big farce to get it. And I understand you want to get paid, but he did some things that really hit the Cardinals below the belt. And I still can't believe they caved and, and now they're stuck for it. So I'm not surprised the Cardinals don't have a head coach right now. And I do think the quarterback is a big reason why I do. I mean, lots to unpack there. That was a long take. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Um, lots to digest. I mean, look, I think for me, I'm going to answer this question right off the rip. I'm going to say no. Um, if there's any little bit of Kyler Murray concerns, it's primarily off the injury that he suffered, the ACL injury. But I'm going to say no. I think the accumulation of bad decisions from the Cardinals front office is why it's an unattractive job. You already laid some of the foundation for me. You didn't even know you laid it. About You talk about the moves that they made, the contracts that they're giving out, the people that they signed. You look at the Broncos roster, it's clearly top to bottom. And you look at the Cardinals and the Broncos, it's a much better roster than the Cardinals. If we talking attitude and teammates liking you, then, hey, I mean, we could go down the list here. Let's start off with Russell Wilson, who Sean Payton went to take that job. Let's talk about the Legion of Doom. Okay, the Legion of Boom, where Richard Sherman still to this day hate his guts. Russell Wilson, that is. All the players on that defense still hate Russell Wilson. Okay, and we saw instances this year where players did not vibe with Russell Wilson at all on this team. So we got trying to go with the teammate, bad teammate label. Look no further than Russell Wilson as well. Okay, Sean cool. Still took the job. He still, yeah, he still took the job, and he took the job because they paid him more money, and because he was not going to go in the Cardinals because they hired, you know, um, you know, GM. He wanted to go there, lay his foundation, and, and build his front office. He wasn't able to do that. I'm pretty sure if they offered him that, that would have been more lucrative than the money. He would have took that job. So that's a whole other side to that equation there. 
But you talk about the Kyler Murray, you know, bad teammate label. Listen, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's fire where there's smoke when you talk about Ky Kyler Murray, right? So I'm not going to disagree with you there, right? There's too many instances where players have beef with him or they don't defend his name and character in the media where I can't overlook that. This is not a debate to put that bad teammate label aside. This is more of context here. There's so many instances where you see bad teammates. Look at Anthony Davis, you know, sitting on the bench when LeBron James broke the record. Guy was not impressed. Guy did not get up to clap or nothing like that. He's like, why the hell am I playing with this cat? Okay? So you go all around the list. Wilson Wilson, like I said, teammates don't like, don't like him. Legion of Doom, still don't like him to this day. Broncos teammates, don't even like him. They didn't want to show up to his, his birthday party that he had this year. Okay? So it's the same thing. Kyler Murray's contract, $230.5 million. Yeah, it's a bad contract. But so is Russell Wilson. And I will argue this. Russell Wilson is signed through. 2027, when he's 40 years old, is when his contract is going to expire. Kyler Murray's contract ends when he's 32. Okay, so let's look at it from that perspective. Okay, Wilson was coached by a Hall of Fame coach who literally got the best out of Geno Smith, who's been in the league since 2013, and he was coached by that guy, while Kyler Murray was coached by Cliff Kingsbury, who couldn't even win with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback in college. I'm preaching here. Okay, so Russell Wilson was not afforded the abilities that Kyler was, okay? And like I said, this is not a Kyler Murray excuse. I'm just giving you the context. He was birthed into a situation that was great, the Legion of Boom, okay? Pete Carroll, all right? Guy that knows what he's doing, knows how to build a team, relies on the running game, the ecosystem, ease you into the flow. While Kyler Murray, it was like take off and go. Oh, bad play calling, miscommunication. Every time I look around, four start, offense, pushing you back five yards. All that foolery is going on. But yet, we think that the Broncos' job is more attractive because we like Russ more than Kyler? Hell no. It's attractive because they have weapons. It's attractive because they have a top-five defense. And that's why Sean Payton took that job. So to answer this question directly, is Kyler Murray the reason why the Cardinals still haven't found the coach? No, not for the reasons of the bad teammate label. Does the ACL injury have something to do with it? Sure. But it's the accumulation of bad decision-making from the Cardinals in the past that has led them where they are right now, ass out. But my guy, Dujanae Bland, is on the show. Dujanae, first off, happy birthday to you, my guy. Okay, I'm glad to see that you're looking good and living well. And, um, yeah, I'll pass the mic over to you to pick up where I left off as well. I appreciate it, man. 42 is feeling good, and uh, I'm happy about it, you know. Um, with this thing here, no, Calamari is not the problem. Um, you know, we know what this organization has done. It's laid out there for us. Um, they, they really haven't done a good job. Uh, Sean Payton's not going to go anywhere where the organization is not making smart decisions that are going to benefit the overall football team and elevate it. I think you can look at the, the Broncos. They've done some things um, and took some shots. It didn't. Some things didn't work. Some things did. Uh, I think they are our overall better organization. They have a lot more pieces uh, evenly on offense and defense to work with. And I, I think that's why that job was more attractive. But to blame Kyler Murray uh, and all this bad teammate stuff, I'm not buying it. Um, it's just really overall when you're a smart coach and you're somebody like Sean Payton, you have to have 
uh, not just the guys that you're going to bring in with your coaching staff and players on the field, but the front office and those upstairs have to also be able to work cohesively with what he's bringing to the table. And Arizona has proven that they haven't done that. So I wanted to go back to these bad decisions, and I agree 100%. The Cardinals' front office and their ownership, they're not uh, the top level of those groups, and they have made a bunch of dead of bad decisions in the past. But the number one bad decision I'm putting into that category is giving Kyler Murray this contract. Like, that that's my number one issue. That's the number one bad decision they made, and it's going to cost them. Like, there was no reason to pay him. They they could have waited another year and dealt with this now, but their quarterback spent all offseason complaining and pouting and, and just focusing all on himself, and that's why the Cardinals did it. And when organizations fold in that situation, that's how they end up like this. The Cardinals decided to just extend everyone when they made the playoffs one time and they didn't even win the division. They were leading the whole time. And there's no doubt, like, the Broncos' ownership and their Walmart money, that had a lot to do with the fact that Sean Payton decided to go there over Denver. The fact that the Broncos' roster overall won to 53, yeah, it's better than Arizona's, and that's why they decided to go there. But even if he's – and I think the injury also, like, puts this conversation in, into flux a little bit. It's super unfortunate that we're not going to be able to see Kyler on the field uh, to start next season. But, Dujane, I, I brought this point up to Will earlier in the offseason or earlier in the season before the injury, and I'm curious – for your thoughts on it. I thought if Kyler didn't get hurt, if he was healthy, the Cardinals would be at least trying to trade him this offseason because that contract is not going to age well. And I do think Kyler is talented enough where at least one team would have been maybe willing to take a risk and, and, and take on that contract, but he can't stay healthy either. Like that's another huge issue. Like the bad teammates aside, we have no evidence that he could stay healthy for a full 17 game season. And when you're paying a quarterback big time money, like that's a huge so, problem. And when it comes to NFL and playing quarterback, playing the most important position, like th- you have to have certain qualities to make me feel good about committing to you and paying you long term. And when I see Kyler Murray quitting playoff games before they even end, when I see him cursing out his head coaches on the sideline every time the camera pans to him, when I hear all of his teammates and they never have his back, they never have anything good to say about him. That at that Mortensen report calling him a self-centered, immature finger pointer. Like I think back to that, you can't have your franchise quarterback having all these issues, and then this is all before you pay him. What's going to happen after you pay him? We're going to find out now. And one last question, Dujanay, I'll ask you uh, that I asked Will right before you got here is: I don't think there are many teams in the NFL in a worse situation right now than the Arizona Cardinals, and a lot of it has to do with the contract they gave Kyler Murray. They are handcuffed. Um, that's a big, big ticket. And it's sad because we've seen other teams do this, but man, you're paying all that money to that position. But what do you have around him? What do you have? What are you able to bring in on defense to help build what he's got when you got all that money tied up in him? And like we've heard from a lot of people, what is the most important thing about being a quarterback? It's being available. And it's something that he's not. So you're paying a guy for the most part, to ride the pine because he's hurt. And I believe I agree with you. If he's healthy, they're going to get out of If you're smart, you get out of that contract. There's so many teams that need a quarterback. And to be quite honest with you, I could see someone, I could see someone like the Washington commanders that would have bid on that. Why? Because they've done it before. 
They've done it with plenty of players that have had injury history, and they think that it's going to be different here. And it usually doesn't work out that way. So, And there's other teams that make bad decisions when it comes to players and their injury history. But I do believe they could have moved him if he doesn't get hurt. I would say this. Because we talk about injury history and mobilized quarterbacks who are mobile, who tends to get hurt the most. We saw it with Cam. We saw it with other quarterbacks. But yet we come on this show and we preach Lamar Jackson, give him his money. All right. It's like the same thing to me. He's been hurt. He's been missing the last two years. So it's like if we have a problem here and I put it personalities aside, we talk about just being available. Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson is the same thing to me. They're not available. So, and y'all want to pay Lamar Jackson. Y'all want them to pay him more money than Kyler Murray. That's another thing. It's not even like it's the same ballpark. Y'all saying $250 million guaranteed. Okay, cool. Zach, you came on the show last year when we talked about Debo Samuel and why we shouldn't pay him because his style is like a running back, right? He used his legs a lot. It's like a running back playing wide receiver. We know we don't pay the running backs. Same thing with mobilized quarterbacks. They all like running backs. That's why we don't pay them. So there's only literally a couple quarterbacks that I will pay top-level guaranteed money to. Those quarterbacks are playing in the Super Bowl. Another one is um, Justin Herbert, maybe Trevor Lawrence, maybe, not yet, but a couple years on the line, we see what he accomplished, um, and Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. That's it. Nobody else. So if we pumping this, pay Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray already made the smart move. He handed it in the offseason. He said, listen, pay me my money before I play. Guess what? He injured, now he's secured. Maybe you should convince Lamar Jackson to do that same thing and not do it in the daggone playoffs. Yeah, I, mean, I think with Lamar, I, I, there are two big differences that stand out to me with him and Kyler. Like, one, he's just accomplished more. He's won an MVP. That's he's it. Been, That's it in the playoff game. One but playoff he, game. But he's, he's been in the league longer. Okay, but he's been healthy for – not healthy, but he's won playoff games. He's made the playoffs multiple seasons. He's won the MVP. And more importantly, you could tr- you could trust him to like his teammates and to be a leader in that building. I think people – I think Cardinal players, like – really didn't enjoy the fact that they had to be around Kyler Murray 24-7. Like, that's a problem when you're I mean, paying that's a speculation. <laughs> that's I mean, speculation. That's, that's everything we've heard coming out of that building, man. Like, when you're paying a quarterback a lot of money, and I understand with Lamar Jackson, there are risks. His resume isn't perfect. But clearly, the Cardinals didn't agree with your assessment in terms of the quarterbacks that only you would pay. Like, they decided to pay Kyler that top-notch money, and, and we could harp on them for – all the poor decisions they've made. But in my opinion, that's the number one poor decision. They caved. Like if Kyler Murray would have just said like, screw it, I'm not coming to training camp until you guys pay me. They should have said fine because either way, the Cardinals still ended up with a top five draft pick. That's the problem with society. We go off based on what we like. We vote for who we like, right? That's a lot of people voted for Biden in the presidential election because they hated Trump. I can't stand Trump. Okay, cool. Now your ass going to be in a country that's in shambles right now. Cool. Because we vote for who we like and don't like, not the context of everything else. Who's going to handle the pandemic better? How's the economy going to look? When your ass is ready to get off the couch and go to work, or you're going to be able to find a job. Nobody was thinking about that. I don't like Trump. I'm not voting for him. I'm voting for Biden. Now they hate Biden now. So I don't care about who likes who and who doesn't like who. Of course, you want to be like, you want to like your quarterback. I'm not saying that's like a not a necessity, but at the same time, 
They paid Kyler Murray his money. It's a bad contract. I never said it wasn't. Like Deshaun Watson's contract is a bad contract. Like Lamar Jackson getting paid off of back-to-back injuries will be a bad contract. The only good contract that I see right now is daggone Patrick Mahomes. You can say he's underpaid. All right, Josh Allen and maybe Joe Burrow in the future, Justin Herbert. That's it, literally, because those guys can win in the pocket as well as me, outside of the pocket. Let me play devil's ass here. Um, he has been hurt. Lamar has been hurt. But, again, what what offensive line has he had in the last couple of years? Um, and and I, I really feel like Greg Roman was a detriment. And we, we see this with Greg, though. It, it, it always inevitably turns into this. Doesn't matter who he has. And he's run out of gas, so to speak. Um, and he didn't really help Lamar that much. Um, but I do agree with you. We can't deny that he gets banged up. And you can count on him missing a couple of games. Now, I would think if he had a contract, he'd have been in that playoff game but he's not gonna he's not gonna mortgage the future for the present when honestly they wasn't going that far they ain't coming they ain't coming to super bowl 57 but i do agree with you we do tend to make excuses for certain people i mean he's likable he's a likable guy but at the end of the day his availability should be taken into consideration but if I'm a GM, if I'm the GM of the Washington Commanders, I'm going to get that man. That's the only man I'm going to get as bringing in a quarterback. Outside of that, you keep what you got. The Jets we should be in that too. That. <laughs> Any team that hasn't been relevant for the last 40 years should be all over that. I don't care how much of an overpay it is. That's the difference. Like That's why... When everybody got on the Browns, like I said, it's a bad contract. Don't get me it wrong, is. but it's the Browns. So you kind of understand to a certain context the desperation. Let me in see that this. move. I wanted to go back to what Dujanay said, and I agree with him 100%. Like, there, and I think a lot of uh, the points and the concerns, Will, you brought up about Lamar Jackson are legit. And there are concerns that whoever would possibly be paying him a contract would have to uh, realize and, and put into consideration. But even with the concerns about Lamar Jackson, I'm just going from a gut feel, like initial reaction. I like there are plenty of valid concerns with Lamar Jackson and giving him that big contract. And even though those concerns are valid to me, I would feel good about doing that if I were the Washington Commanders. Even though you're a little desperate, I would pay Lamar Jackson because I know when he's on the field, he's an elite player that helps my team win. And I can't say the same thing about Kyler Murray. And I feel like a lot of other teams would agree with me. A lot of other GMs would agree with me. Like, yeah, the Lamar Jackson contract, you would have to pay him. It's an overpay. You may not feel great about it, but at the end of the day, I do believe that he's going to be on the field and he's going to help me win games. And I think uh, he's going to improve the overall feel and camaraderie of the building. I've never heard a bad thing said about him on or off the field. And and, 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 and that goes to the character thing. And, you know, I'm not really – excited to talk about the character side of things right i really don't care because you could be the best teammate like Derek carr and you don't get far you don't go to a super bowl right everybody like Derek carr Derek carr can win for president next year right for all we know we might vote for him okay but it doesn't that that's not the be all end all if you're injured now in this part of your career in the early stages 
what's gonna happen when you're in your 30s? Well, what's gonna you're gonna get hurt? It's not like it's normally the other way around. Towards the back end of your career, you start to stockpile on injuries and stuff like that. But just like Kyler Murray, the uncertainty with his injury, it was the same thing with Drew Brees with the shoulder. And Sean Payton took that job, and they won Super Bowls or, or Super Bowl, right? So I'm not going to put the Cardinals not finding a guy at the head coach on Kyler. When you look at the context of everything, Sean Payton, they offered him more money. The roster, top to bottom, is more lucrative. When you look at Brian Flores, who was also in the discussion Let's not forget that he filed a lawsuit against the NFL, okay? And Steve Wilkins, who joined that lawsuit, actually list the Cardinals, okay, in that lawsuit. The hierarchy used Wilkins as a bridge. That's what it stated, until they found a new coach. So, of course, Flores is not going to go there. He's not going to be hired there. He sued them. Does that make any sense? So everybody's like, oh, he's going to go to the Cardinals. He sued them. They're not going to hire him. That's like me suing McDonald's, and I'm getting a job. The next year, with that same McDonald's I sued. It's not going to make no sense. So when you look at the context of the coaching market, which wasn't that lucrative, Jim Harbaugh did not want to leave Michigan. Okay, Sean Payton was the third choice of the Broncos. When you look at Brian Flores and him suing the Cardinals, what other coach was going to be willing to go there? What other coach that was available where it's a guy that everybody's like, yo, go over there, that they still don't have. Like, they have options still. They have Lou. Amarillo from the Bengals. They have another guy, um, Kafka, that they can hire as well. So they still have valid options to help Kyler Murray grow as, as a quarterback. What about Eric? Bien? Any last words? Although I think Eric's going to go, possibly go and be the OC in Washington. But what about him? The one Absolutely. thing about Eric, the one thing about Bien, I'll bring up quickly. I've always found interesting about him and like he's been kind of the face of the questions about the NFL and their hiring practice and there are definitely valid concerns there but one thing that like I realized about the enemy so last offseason right Ryan Poles he becomes the new GM of the Chicago Bears and he's coming from Kansas City so he's in that building every day he knows Eric the and I thought when that first happened like oh the might go to the Bears like he's from Kansas City that's a solid option and he didn't even interview him I always found that weird. Like a guy that was in his own building who knew him like pretty well, like he didn't even interview him. So I've always wondered that about Eric the Like, is he just a poor interviewer? Like I brought that up with Sean Payton as well. I was confused, like why he didn't get any other second interviews when he interviewed for just about every job. But I've always had that concern about the and I'm curious if there's anything to it. I've heard the same man. thing. Look, that's optics right there. Me, I'm not concerned with optics. Just like how we talk about who we like and who we don't like, who's a good interviewer, who's not. Not everybody is made for the camera. Not everybody is made for an in-person interview. But you know what he can bring based on his resume, based on what he's done. The actions will speak more than you speaking verbally. He should have a job. And I'm going to leave it at that.